0: monday morning well today is a beautiful day here in georgia i'm delighted to share this morning with you and i just wanted to thank all of our faithful friends who support this ministry and make these musings possible to be shared with family and friends we couldn't do this ministry without you so thank you today today as i was reading in john 5 I was reminded of how much God likes questions. Have you ever noticed that in scripture? We talk about it a lot in Reclaiming Your Heart. Do you know that the very first thing God says after Adam and Eve sin in Genesis is a question? He asks them, uh, where are you? He wasn't asking a geographical question, what God was asking, because God doesn't ask questions because he doesn't know answers. He asks questions so we can have an evaluation of our own heart. And so he asks this question of Adam and Eve, like, do you know what has just happened? Do you know where you are now? And the separation that has occurred here. Do you know that Jesus's first words ever recorded in scripture a question? Do you know that? A little trivia for you there. Um, Jesus has disappeared. He has gotten lost by his mother and father, the worst imaginable thing of a parent. And when they finally find him, and I'm sure want to shake the life out of him, he looks at them as a 12-year-old and says, didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? Almost like he's reminding them, hey, wait a minute, we need to remember why I'm here uh, now, take note, we don't hear from him for another 21 years, so I have an inkling his mother had a word or two for his little 12-year-old question. Um, so I'll be really interested when we get to heaven and figure out what the rest of that conversation was. But today, when I was reading in John 5, there's this moment when Jesus encounters, he comes to this place called Bethesda, it's called the Pool of Beth- Bethsaida, Bethsaida. Bethesda sorry not Bethesda and there is this pool that is believed to have these magical waters and once a year they'll be stirred and whoever gets them first gets the healing. Well Jesus walks into this environment and you can just picture it that there are people everywhere in all different types of sicknesses desperate to get in that Water, and we we know that the man he addresses has some kind of lame um, disease issue, infirmity, because of what Jesus says to him at the end. But Jesus comes to him with a question. And the question is a crazy question. He comes to a man who's had an infirmity for 38 years. who's living his life by a pool that only gets stirred once a year and only one person gets healing from it. And he asks him, do you want to be well? What an absurd question. The man's like, of course, doesn't that feel like an absurd question? But the crazy thing is, is I've encountered people now in over 25 years of ministry that really don't want to be well. They don't want to be healed because the unforgiveness to let it go and truly be healed would mean um, they're having to let go of some injustice that's occurred and they feel like justice needs to be extracted and some way or, um, the person who had the trauma in their life. And now the trauma has become, um, the whole of their story instead of piece of their story. And now they've moved from, from a moment of victimization to a life of victimization. And maybe it garners some type of self pity or, um, response from others or, or, just even interest of others that their heart is so desperate for. So not everyone wants to be well and and the sad thing is that often you and i can contribute to the lack of wholeness because we can give them permission to stay in these places of brokenness we can coddle the the victim place out of a sincere desire to love them and care for them or or we can justify the unforgiveness and and give them um reason to believe that it's okay but that's not what love does love doesn't want people making monuments to their shame and living perpetually in their shame as if the cross wasn't enough for their sin when the cross was more than enough for all of our sin the enemy is a master at wanting us to stay broken and sick and unwell but that's not what Jesus came for. Jesus came, John ten ten says, to give us life and give it to us abundantly because Jesus never does anything just a little bit. He does things extravagantly. Does it mean that we won't have challenges and difficulties in this life? No, absolutely not. In fact, Jesus said, um, don't be surprised. You're gonna have tribulation in this world. It's coming. You can expect it. We see it. You'd have to be blind to miss it. He said, but be of good courage. Be of good confidence. I've already overcome the world. The tribulation doesn't get the last say, but yet often we can make moments of our story the whole of our story. And so Jesus comes to a man sick for 38 years and poses a crazy question. Do you really want to be well? Do you really want to be past that moment of abuse or victimization? Do you really want to be past that moment where someone hurt you or offended you and live free of that? Do you really want to be well from the shame of the past of your story or the shame of that situation that happened to you? Jesus says, if you do, he looked at that lame man. He said, take up your mat and walk. He said, walk in the freedom I've given you. When we know Christ and still choose to live in broken places of pain, that is ultimately on us. It's not because Jesus' sacrifice wasn't enough, Jesus' life isn't enough, Jesus' word and goodness isn't enough. It's because we choose not to receive what He's given, so at some point there has to come a divine exchange. Jesus has everything we need to forgive, to walk in faith instead of fear, to let go of our shame and receive the righteousness that he's given us, to finally deliver us from all the trauma and pain of our past and let us walk in the freedom that our story can bring. Jesus writes a new story. The pain of our past never gets the last word unless we give it the last word. Do you know what that lame man did when Jesus said, take up your mat and walk? He did. He grabbed hold of all Jesus was offering him and lived out the freedom Jesus afforded him. We get the same question, we get the same command, and we have the same Jesus that heals all the broken pieces of our story if we allow him. So today, I pose the question like Jesus did to the layman, do you want to be well? Really? Because we can. He paid a mighty sacrifice so we could. I encourage you today to receive the divine exchange. It was given for you. And that's really good news on any morning, not just on a Monday.